You see, we talk around purpose, we encourage others to enter it, but so many of us don't truly confidently know it for ourselves. Greetings, welcome, hey and to my peeps, suck passe. I'm her Dean Mercier, the proud host and your favorite grief advocator of the Redefining Grief podcast. Can I just say I'm excited about today's episode. I know I say this every episode, but I just am excited and I cannot wait to share today's episode with you all. Um, I got to give you some backstory before we even get into today's episode. Um, As you know, this month, we have been doing a series called Wise Women Release. Wise Women Release. And we've had my coach, Patrice Washington, my business coach, come on. We have Jessie Mae Wolf come on this month. We had Nicole J come on this month. We had um, Jasmine Dennis come on this month. If you have not tuned in to any parts of this series, it is my recommendation, my strong recommendation, you go back and you listen to those episodes because it is those episodes that I feel are the foundation of what's going to bring today's episode all together, all together. And I have to tell you, if you loved anything about our series or are you and you are new to the redefining redefining grief community, I want to say to you, welcome, welcome. It is the place where we really keep it real. We keep it 100 and we understand that life is not perfect, but the requirement of living it is. Yes, this is what we believe. We believe that there will be hurdles in the road, but we're learning to prepare for the mental wars by doing the emotional work of healing our past, working to the through the things that are in my presence, working, we're actively working for those things and then preparing for the future ups and downs of life because that is life um, by just constantly evolving as an individual. So welcome to the Grief Crusaders community. You can join our free Facebook group um, on Facebook called Grief Crusaders with Herdeen Mercier. I would love to meet and introduce you there. Come on over there and join us. Where I really, really love to play is Instagram, but I am on all social media platforms. Feel free to follow us there because there's amazing content, um, amazing content that my team and I are preparing and really ready to share with you all and I don't want to miss want you to miss out on those opportunities. Um I think I'm really asking that please leave a review. Please leave a review. Let us know what you think about the podcast by leaving a review. That's how other individuals help us out um and find us, you know? And so I really want this not to be just 
here and there, although we are an international podcast being heard all over the world. And I really want to thank the listeners that commit to listening to the Rita Finding Grief podcast. Today's episode, I know you're going to tag, 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 tag. You got to tag her. You got to tag me and just tell me how much it's going to bless you. But this woman, I learned of her by listening to my coach, Patrice Washington, Redefining Wealth podcast. Um, I never heard of Marshawn Evans Daniels. That's our guest today. And I am, and it's not, today is really going to be very different. It is not going to be interview style. It is literally her going to be teaching us on this thing called believing bitter, bigger. What are you believing bigger for? Have you stopped believing? Have you stopped trusting? Are you at a place where you feel lost in the sauce of your emotions? Yes, I just made that up. <laughs> and I am telling you that believe bigger, discover the path to your life purpose. Whoo, this episode is about to change your life. And let me tell you, I remember listening to my coach Patrice Washington's podcast and hearing about this book and just getting out. I I mean, I went to a Walmart. I went to Target. It wasn't there. I remember driving an hour away to a Barnes and Noble because deep down in my spirit, I remember my creator saying, get the book. I not only got the book, I got the audio because once I got the book, I couldn't put the book down. So I had to get the audio and I even saved the receipt to this book. I checked out of Barnes and Noble on April the 4th, 2018 at 8.36 p.m. I saved the receipt, y'all. Because I had to remember, I wanted that day to be etched in my mind, in my spirit. And the very first thing that I highlighted was in the book cover where Marshawn talks about God uses rejection, heartbreak, and unexpected circumstances to awaken something greater within you. If you are willing to embrace this disruption. Whoo. When I tell you, I remember holding back tears in reading this. Um, without further ado, I am going to introduce to you all Marshawn's Evans Daniels. Hi there, I'm Marshawn Evans-Daniels, reinvention strategist, founder of the Godfidence Movement, and millionaire faith and business mentor to everyday individuals looking to build an extraordinary life and business. Uh, my passion is helping women, particularly women of faith, to increase their income and their influence in the business world while also upgrading their walk with God. And what I have learned over the last 20-something years of being a student of personal development, peak performance, but also spiritual resilience and manifestation is the simple truth. And that is that purpose is the most powerful force on the planet. 
I believe that we're created on purpose, with purpose, from a place of purpose, for the very purpose of purpose. But here's the problem with all that purpose talk. Most people on the planet don't know their purpose. In fact, I, I wrote this new book, and I'm gonna share with you some principles from my new book called Believe Bigger, Discover the Path to Your Life Purpose. And I decided to write this because I realized that 99% of the people on the planet don't know their purpose. And it's not your fault. If that's you, if you've been in a season where you're not sure about your next step, what your next season is about, or simply just why you're here, it's not our fault, it's not your fault. The reason we don't know it is because we've not been trained. We've not talked about it, and there's a lot of shame around it as well. And so I could describe this best. I just wanna to read to you really quickly an opening passage from this chapter, pre-chapter, really called Confessions, okay? So come in close, stay with me, it's gonna get good, and I'm gonna share with you what I believe are five keys to stepping into your life mission. But here's the first thing, we've gotta face it to fix it. Five words, five words that most of us are afraid, even embarrassed to say aloud. I don't know my purpose. You see, we talk around purpose, we encourage others to enter it, but so many of us don't truly confidently know it for ourselves, but that's okay, you're not alone. Most don't know their purpose either, and it's not popular to confess that we love God, we trust God, we trust God but we don't know why God sent us here, and we're not crystal clear as to what God wants us to do. But get this. Purpose is not supposed to be an ever-seeking, never-finding, elusive, impossible-to-grasp type of thing. God wants you to know what your purpose is. You see, when we look at our lives, we see chaos. When God looks at our lives, he sees a map. A map. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Believe bigger. Discover the path to your life purpose. Well, the reason I say that when we look at our lives, we see a mess, it's because it doesn't make sense. It seems random. Um, and a lot of times it is random in terms of how we've been unintentionally making decisions or unconsciously sleepwalking and not even knowing it. Um, but when God looks at it, he really does see a map. And I've discovered these five stages. I look at them as the five stages that all of us will go through, but most people will never make it out of stage two. So before I share that with you, I wanna let you know a little bit of why it is that we're so confused and why we don't know what our purpose is. And I think largely it's because we're taught retirement as opposed to reinvention. We're taught to pursue success as opposed to significance and careers as opposed to calling. And much of what we talk about with purpose when we're looking at what is it we're here to do, we misunderstand the conversation from the very beginning. You see, most people think that purpose is about finding your big why. But here's the reality. Most of us make it up when we're talking about our big why. Um, we say our kids, or we say our marriage, or we even say our talents and our abilities. But I believe there's something that's unique and intimate and innate between a person and God, between you and your maker, that is only, that is non-dependent, I should say, on somebody else. Because what happens when the kids grow up? What happens when the man leaves? And what happens when that check ends and you no longer have that job that you thought was your identity that became your life? You see, purpose isn't about what you do. Purpose is a byproduct of who you are. It's the function of your life. It's the essence of who you are. It's actually more personality-based than producing. 
It's about how people are naturally moved forward, enlightened, elevated, and made better simply by virtue of your presence. Now, there is specificity to your purpose, but it's more an intrinsic nature that is actually regardless of what you do. You see, what you're called to do is your calling. That's your mission, and that's your assignment, and your assignment will change over time and in time. And one of the things that I enjoy walking people through is really like a textbook classroom experience about what are the different facets and aspects of purpose. But here's what I want you to catch and capture as we talk through this. Number one, first and foremost, is that purpose is about your where, not about your why. And I hope that disrupts your, thought, your thinking and what you've thought about who you are, why you're here. You're not just here to do, you're here to lead. You're here to take people someplace. And your life, your voice, your light, your experiences, and your gifts are clues to your where. So when we understand our how, we'll understand our where. When we understand our where, which is our place, our sweet spot, and what I call the glory zone, when we understand our where, which is a byproduct of our how, then our why becomes easy to embrace and to understand. We understand why God sent us why God had needed us as a unique expression of an idea of God, because that's who you are. You are a unique expression of an idea of God. Your DNA holds a piece of God's DNA that nobody else on the planet has. But why did he give it to you? Why did he make you the way that you are with your personality, with your peculiarity, with your curiosity, or else you wouldn't be here today if you weren't a peculiar, curious person, but that's a good thing because the incredible is locked through the power of curiosity. Being willing to step into something that you've never done into a place that most people wouldn't even dare to go and to ask yourself, who could I be? Could I be more than what I've decided, what I've been through and what I don't even understand might be available but's always been intended for me to be and to manifest? And so I've discovered these five stages and I want to share them with you. I call them the purpose map and it's inside here. So I'm just going to turn to it's page 62 so that you can actually see the visual of this map. As I said, when we look at our lives, we see chaos. When God looks at our lives, he sees a map, particularly five stages. Most will never make it out of stage two. So I'm going to share these with you. I know on your camera screen, it might be flipped, um, flipped around, but stage one is called discovery. Discovery is this first season of life. It's where we ask the question, who am I supposed to be? And we are like sponges in this season of life. And we're learning all the do's and don'ts, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And we get shitted on. We're told what's appropriate. This is where we learn people pleasing and protocol and appropriateness, which is a disease. The disease to please other people, to meet other people's opinions. This is where we learn the power of the magnetic pull towards average and mediocrity, and we're actually taught it. The reason why it's challenging to believe bigger and live bolder is because we're not trained to. We're taught retirement. We're taught safety, not significance. We're taught retirement, not reinvention. And we're taught to um, be risk adverse as opposed to risk taper, takers, to be lookers as opposed to leapers. It all happens here in discovery. This is where we adopt what I call the rules. And your rules are different than mine, but make no mistake about it, we both have them. 
And so this is the first stage that all of us will go through, but it's important for us to understand there's certain things that we've learned that have been navigating our lives that has gotten us here, but it won't get us to where we're designed to be. But we have to know where we first began and how we were wired and programmed to think, to think small, to live small, and to play it safe. This is also where a voice that I talk about and believe bigger called little me. It's the voice of fear, the voice of hesitation and doubt and second guessing. It's the voice of confusion, the voice to help you doubt yourself and to make a case against yourself. And I say help you because you've had a helper keeping you stuck. And that voice is called little me. Little me wants you to not know about the rest of these stages. Little me wants you to believe that you are only what you've been or what you've seen. And little me is the one that says, how dare you think about stepping outside of the lines? How dare you think about coloring in full color as opposed to black and white? You're not good enough, you're not old enough, you're too, you're too tall, you're too young, you're too old. You're black, you're white, you're Asian, you're a woman. You don't, you're, you're not the type of person to do this. Oh, we know little me very well because little me has been the driver more than we, were, we would like to admit and that we might realize. So what happens after stage one? We take the rules and these rules tell us who we're good enough to be and that takes us into stage two. That was my pen. In stage two, it's called talent. And in talent is where we ask the question, who did I decide to be? Now listen here, my friend, it's important that you know you can be anything that you decide. It doesn't mean it's who you were born to be or meant to be or who God needs you to be and who the earth needs, who the world needs you to be. And so when you stop and you look at it, um, you look at who did I decide to be? And this is where we climb what I call these five success mountains. Marriage, motherhood or fatherhood, mending, making a difference in money. Now these five mountains, none of them are bad, right? Individually, they're all great. And I'll show you this one more time, visual representation. These five mountains, um, each of them are cool, really. There's nothing wrong with them, but when they become your identity, they become these titles that we wear. These titles become idols and the story we tell ourselves about who we are becomes a label that's a fable, right? We can create an inner story that limits our destiny because we've told a story about who we are today based off of who we decided to be, based off of yesterday's rules and being shoulded on, and now we're the person we should be, but who is the person we could be? You see, so talent is a very tricky stage because this is also where success comes in and we can become addicted and not know it. And this is dangerous for those of us who are ambitious people as our ambition can become a success addiction. One of the things I dare you to actually be bold enough to believe about yourself is that you are an addict. The question is, which kind of addict have you been? And so when we get to this place of success or identity and our identity starts to become a little bit uncomfortable, maybe we're feeling dissatisfied, uncomfortable, wondering like, how did I end up here? There's got to be more. I know I felt like that sitting in my law firm coming out of law school, I was a year and a half into my profession, working at one of the largest law firms in the world. And I'm thinking at 26 years old, is this all there is? And I felt empty after I had followed the rules, climbed the mountain of success, pristinely doing what I was supposed to do, going the extra mile, going to the best schools, making the best decisions to put myself in the best position only to be dissatisfied. And what happens that happens when we get to this place in our life when it's time for a shift is that an invitation comes in because purpose is the most powerful force on the planet. Purpose will do whatever it takes to get your attention. Purpose starts doing what I call the tug. You know the tug. 
The tug is that feeling, that indication that I should be doing something else. Or maybe it's just that agitation of discomfort that says, this is not all there is, my daughter. This is not all there is, my son. And it's the discontent that is the beginning of curiosity. Curiosity is the seed of greatness. It's the doorway into your calling, but you can't enter into your calling and have a burning bush moment if you're not curious enough because it's curiosity that enables us to see the bush that's burning. Other people will walk right by it and it'll look like a bush, but when you have eyes to see, you can perceive something is different about my life and something is calling to me, but the question is, what is it? Will you walk closer towards it? Some of us are too scared of it. And what happens is this thing that comes into our life and disrupts us is called a split rock moment. It comes in and shakes up our life. It splits everything up. It'll feel like an earthquake or a tsunami is taking over and is washing away the things that you thought were going to be stable. Relationships start falling apart. Friendship starts falling apart. Perhaps you get um, a health scare or um, a loved one suddenly leaves your life. Um, maybe it's a death in your, in your family. Maybe it's even you lose that job that you thought you were gonna spend the rest of your life doing and being. And so what's happening is God is saying it's time for you to break up with your comfort zone. You see the discovery and talent phases are in this place of the comfort zone, right? This is who we've been. This is who we've decided to be. This is who we were told we should be. And when it's time for us to get to the glory zone, but we're so stuck on ourselves, we're stuck on our comfort, we're addicted to it, whether that be success or safety, they're really the same thing. When we're in this place, this comfort zone place, we forget about purpose because we've settled for protocol. We forget about calling because we're comfortable in our career. God didn't put us here for the purpose of retirement. He intended that we would reinvent our lives and at each step of the way that we would be like a soldier going through training from one place of, of development to the next place of de development for deployment so that we could be developed again for deployment again. And it's not over until the last breath, the last breath is taken. You see, you matter. But if you don't understand that your life is not your own, you're just gonna coast and you're gonna be comfortable in your comfort zone. You're gonna stay there. This is why most people on the planet never make it out of stage two. But what's gonna happen to someone like you because you're a curious woman and you're a curious man. What's gonna happen to someone like you is that the tug is going to pull you because you've been praying, God, use me. I know this about you to be true or you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You said, I want to make a greater difference. I want to have a bigger impact. And what's going to happen is not, it's not going to always be so pretty and easy. What often happens for those with the greatest calling is that ish comes into your life, drama and trauma and disruption. For me, it was infidelity. I discovered six days before my wedding that my fiance was cheating on me. Now, mind you, I had just left my law firm, built this very successful sports agency, managing NFL and NBA players and WNBA players. And it was growing. It was the fastest growing woman-owned sports agency in the country in less than a year. My first client was the highest paid defensive end in the NFL. Life was good. I was sitting on the 50-yard lines, uh, managing ball players, negotiating deals with Rolls-Royce and Nike and Tiffany and company. I was um, getting endorsement deals for my clients and also TV deals. And then I started doing television for CNN, Fox Business, and ESPN. Life was good. I'm, I'm, I'm having a very good success with a book that I had at the time called Skirts in the Boardroom. Life was good. I've got a book out, got a successful company. 
got a great relationship or so I thought. And I had decided to close this agency down so that I could get married. Meaning I let go of all my clients. I let go of all my income. I was ready to move so that I could blend my life. And I was look, love was stronger than business. And becoming a bonus mom to his three kids was something that tapped into um, real significance. It was so much sweeter than success and the resume of being in Miss America and on The Apprentice and going to Georgetown. All that stuff was good, but this was real good. This was sweet. So I open up Believe Bigger with the story of how I found out on a Monday morning before a Saturday wedding while my fiance is on the plane. Yeah, it gets good really fast or it goes straight to hell really fast, depending on how you look at it. But how I discovered that morning um, that my fiance, my forever, was cheating on me and I didn't even know it. Had no clue how devastating that was to have followed the rules, to have climbed these success mountains, to have felt the tug and not known what to do with it. And that's why I say when we don't know how to perceive something, we can't see what we're not ready to believe. And we can't receive what we don't know to look for. And I had made this retirement plan. I was newly in the sports space, but I thought I was gonna retire there. I didn't know that it was temporary. And maybe you don't know that you've been sleepwalking like I was through a season of success when it's time for you to shift into significance. And so the split rock wasn't personal, it was eternal. It was about a much bigger thing than myself. It wasn't about the cheating or the infidelity, it was about getting my attention to arise and to awaken from my slumber. And I believe that's why you're hearing my voice right now is that you've been sleepwalking. You could be sleepwalking through business, through entrepreneurship. Just being an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you're walking in your purpose or in your destiny or divine design. It's impossible to actually know that unless you understand your true gifts, not just your talents. You see, the split rock comes in to break us up with our comfort zone, to pull us into this middle place called the gap. And the gap is not a fun place, not initially. It's scary. You're going to think that things are happening to you because in that season of life is where we ask the question, what is happening to me? But really, the question is, what is happening for me? It'll seem like everything is falling apart. And it's for a reason because it's designed to break you up with who you've been and what you think you've known about yourself so you can step, step into you, who you've always been but a person you've not yet, yet met. And so the split rock is very intentional and it's not always pretty. And the split rock is based off of this passage I talk about from Isaiah 48, 21 and it's outlined really in detail in Believe Bigger about how God takes a rock and he splits it open and through that new water, new life comes forth. And that was the question I had to ask myself while I'm dealing with depression, trying to figure out how I ended up in this place, in this season of my life, because I felt like I was a smart chick. I'm well-educated. I've been to the best schools in the country. I'm successful. People look to me for advice. How did I end up here not knowing how I'm going to pay my bills, broke and heartbroken? The mortgage company didn't care that I was on a journey with God. So I had to figure out how to pay my bills. And I talk about how I reinvented my life. And it's in that part that I realized how much I really did have to break up with myself. That every life shift first begins with a mind shift. You might want to write that one down. Every life shift first begins with 
a mind shift and the split rock comes in, the disruption comes in, the betrayal comes into your life to break you up with an outdated version of yourself. So the goal is not to stay in the gap because that becomes a purpose purgatory where we're going in circles, even just talking about what God's going to do, what we're going to do, but never actually doing it. We've got to get a bigger vision. You've got to start making bigger investments so that you can put yourself in bigger environments with higher guidance, higher wisdom and education. And that's what I did. I didn't just sit and wonder and I didn't try to do it myself. I got a mentor, I invested in coach, I invested in masterminds, high-end masterminds. And it was through that that I became a version of myself that I never even knew existed. And that took me into stage four. Stage four is called gifts. Gifts is where we ask the question, who was I designed to be? Like how did God really design me? Not just who did I decide to be, in talent, you see your talents often hide your gifts. Your talents and your gifts are not the same. Talents are your super skills. You can become good at anything you train to do. But there are many things you've learned to do well. There's other things you've never done that you do even better. And that's where your gifts lie. Sometimes they lie in the unrealm. You have barely even tapped into them yet because we're taught retirement, not reinvention. We're taught predictability, not peculiarity. And our gifts are often peculiar. They don't make sense. You may not have been able to even get a degree for it but you were still born for it. And so when we learn what our gifts are, our gifts are also our superpowers. And distinguishing between our superpowers and our super skills is critical for us to be intentional. Because when we understand our superpowers, we understand where we're powered to lead other people into their power spot, their sweet spot, their glory zone. So to get into this gift space, you're gonna have to go through this middle place of the gap in the ship, which is going to feel like a war zone, but it's really a growth zone to move you into your glory zone. And it's in the glory zone that we find our gifts, our superpowers, our super abilities, also our ability to lead, but our universal superpower, because mine might be different than yours, my friend, but here's what we have in common is our voice, our universal superpower. And once we understand this, and this is what I really want you to get a hold of, when you understand your divine design, when you do the work and you sit down and you enroll yourself in a purpose classroom to actually understand what are my gifts, not just my talents, and what is my voice, and what is my actual purpose archetype, I walk you through all three. When you understand that, you'll understand where you're designed to lead. And the question we ask in stage five, the final stage of the purpose map over here is called influence. And we ask the question, where am I now being led to lead? Not if I'm being led to lead, we're all here to lead. That's why purpose starts with your where. You see, you begin this thing thinking that it's about retirement at the top of a mountain and the reason you can't see the other side is you've been climbing a mountain and you're sitting on the side of a mountain and you can't see the higher destiny because you can't actually see past the peak. You get to the peak and you're looking down and it's all cloudy and the gap is this obscure place so you can't even see what's on the other side. But would you be willing to press through? And that's why betrayal and disruption comes into your life to awaken you, to, to arise and awaken you from a slumber that you may not even realize that you're in. So you can move into your gift space to figure out your superpowers, but you're gonna have to open the box and it's going to be scary. It's gonna be challenging. You're gonna need some help, some guidance in doing that to help someone who can guide you into who you really are. That's the sensei, that's the mentor, and that's what I love to be for people. And then in this final stage, the whole purpose of this thing is influence. Your life is not your own. Everything you've been through has led you to this classroom, this season of your life right now, where it's time for you to use your voice too. You see, when God said, let there be light, he created the first miracle using voice. We're created in his image too, to use our voice. And so purpose is heavily rooted in your voice. And so what's your purpose? What's your function? How is your story and your struggle 
not a sign of weakness, but of God's strength and how he's using your life to communicate a larger message. What's your story? What's your purpose? What's your voice? What are your superpowers? If you don't know that, I invite you to join me at believebigger.com so you can learn more about what your gifts and what your superpowers are. But make no mistake about it, there is a mission with your name on it. You are incredibly necessary as a unique expression of an idea of God that nobody else on the planet carries but you. I believe in you. I know the best is within you and it's waiting to manifest through you. And also know that on the other side of your shift, moving from your glory zone, being courageous enough to press through the growth zone so you can enter into your glory zone is everything you've been looking for. More income, more influence. I believe an elevated life with more wellness and more happiness and more joy. Because when you're in alignment with your divine assignment, everything clicks. And spoiler alert, um, for me on the other side of that was also new love. And so today I am married to an amazing man. I'm actually hanging out in his office to record this message for you. And I found what I believe is my purpose partner. You don't need a purpose partner if you're not in your purpose. Like I said, purpose is the most powerful force on the planet. It will get whatever it needs to get you to that prayer you've been praying, God use me. It will also get, get whatever it needs to you so that you can fulfill the reason why you're here. And maybe the reason you've been feeling uh, disconnected and feeling like there's resistance in your life is simply because you're out of alignment with your purpose. So for those of you who are changing lives every day and you feel like you know your purpose, I wanna ask you to think again, to look again, to dare to believe bigger, to discover what the next level, the next version of you and the higher frequency that's calling to you right now because I didn't show up on your screen, in your ear, and hopefully making my way into your heart, but also the heartbeat of your purpose and destiny just by accident. I believe I'm here to challenge you to believe bigger too. And just know that if you're not living on the edge, you should be or else you're taking up too much space. Take care and God bless. It's time to believe bigger and live bolder. I'm Marshawn Evans-Daniels. Bye. Wow, that was so amazing and it was filled with so much wisdom. It left your girl speechless. Like, I love, my favorite word on the planet is wisdom and all I do is seek to seek wisdom all my life and I just have to say that if this episode really resonated with you tag Marshawn get the book also I would say get the audio to press replay if you need to um and then I would say get the journal um that comes with it believe bigger journal I want to tell you that this book is a book that I have revisited several times since purchasing it in 2018 in April. And I always, as I evolve as an individual, so does the book. Because it opens me up to ideas that I did not see before. And I'm talking about everything that she talks about, the purpose map, comfort zone, the glory zone, discovery, talents, the shift, the gift, the influence, um, everything. Believing bigger is really about self-reflection. And one of the things that I remember in the book, it says, 
When we shift the way we think, we elevate the way we we live. And that is so, so and powerful. What are you believing for? Have you stopped believing? My prayer is in this series of wise women release is that you will release the doubt and pick up the anchor of belief. And so with that being said, I'm exiting today and I'm saying tap into the power of believing something greater. Believe that this can happen to you, whatever that dream may be, healing your broken heart, a marriage can be restored, um, the career that you want, the city that you want to live in, whatever that heart desire is, you too can have it, but it's what you believe that's what's keeping you from it. And so if you shift to a belief that is higher than you, I strongly believe that you would anchor in a place that will get you the desires that you want. So with that being said, I wish you all the best. Have an amazing, amazing day. And remember, I love you. And my prayer is that when you look in the mirror, you love you too. Bye-bye. You don't you be discouraged you you will overcome this you are stronger than you think hold your head up high I'll be your guide there is strength and courage in your story. There is healing for the broken. There is restoration too. There is safety and I'll be the one to guide you. I'm redefining grief, yeah. I'm redefining grief. I'm redefining grief.